Chapters 27 to 31, Book 9, Volume 1 of Le Morte d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Kerry Ford of Paikakariki, New Zealand. Le Morte d'Arthur, Volume 1 by Sir Thomas Mallory. Book 9. Chapters 27 to 31 Chapter 27 How Damosel Bregwain found Tristram sleeping by a well, and how she delivered letters to him from La Belle Isoude. And then he pulled off his helm and washed his visage, and his hands, and so he fell asleep. In the meanwhile came a Damosel that had sought Sir Tristram many ways and days within this land, and when she came to the well, she looked upon him, and had forgotten him as in remembrance of Sir Tristram. But by his horse she knew him, that height past Pruel, that had been Sir Tristram's horse many years. For when he was mad in the forest, Sir Fergus kept him, so this lady, Dame Bregwaine, abode still till he was awake. So when she saw him wake, she saluted him, and he her again, for either knew other of old acquaintance. Then she told him how she had sought him long and broad, and there she told him how she had letters from Queen La Belle Isoude. Then anon Sir Tristram read them, and wit ye well he was glad, for therein was many a piteous complaint. Then Sir Tristram said, Lady Bregwaine, Ye shall ride with me till the tournament be done at the castle of maidens, and then shall bear letters and tidings with you. And then Sir Tristram took his horse and sought lodging, and there he met with a good ancient knight and prayed him to lodge with him. Right so came Sir Gouvernail unto Sir Tristram, that was glad of that lady. So this old knight's name was Sir Polonies, and he told of the great tournament, that should be at the castle of maidens, and there Sir Lancelot and thirty-two knights of his blood had ordained shields of Cornwall, and right so there came one unto Sir Polonis. She told him that Sir Poseides de Blois was come home. Then that knight held up his hands and thanked God of his coming home, and there Sir Polonis told Sir Tristram that in two years he had not seen his son Sir Poseides. Sir, said Sir Tristram, I know your son well enough for a good knight. So on a time Sir Tristram and Sir Poseides came to their lodgings both at once, and so they unarmed them, and put upon them their clothing. And then these two knights each welcomed other. When Sir Poseides understood that Sir Tristram was of Cornwall, he said, He was once in Cornwall, and there I jousted a four king mark, and so it happed me at that time to overthrow ten knights. And then came to me Sir Tristram de Leon, and overthrew me, and took my lady away from me, and that shall I never forget. But I shall remember me, and ever I see my time. Ah, said Sir Tristram, now I understand that ye hate Sir Tristram. What deem ye? Ween ye that Sir Tristram is not able to withstand your malice? Yes, said Sir Poseides, I know well that Sir Tristram is a noble knight, and a much better knight than I, yet shall I not owe him my good will. 
Right as they stood thus talking at a bay window of that castle, they saw many knights riding to and fro toward the tournament. And then was Sir Tristram ware of a likely knight riding upon a great black horse and a black covered shield. What knight is that, said Sir Tristram, with the black horse and the black shield? He seemeth a good knight. I know him well, said Sir Poseides. He is one of the best knights of the world. Then is it Sir Lancelot, said Tristram? Nay, said Sir Poseides, it is Sir Palamides that is yet unchristened. Chapter 28 How Sir Tristram had a fall with Sir Palamides, and how Lancelot overthrew two knights. Then they saw much people of the country salute Sir Palamides, and within a while after there came a squire of the castle, that told Sir Polonius that was lord of that castle, that a knight with a black shield had smitten down thirteen knights. Fair brother, said Sir Tristram upon Sir Poseides, let us cast upon us cloaks, and let us go see the play. Not so, said Sir Poseides, we will not go like knaves thither, but we will ride like men and good knights to withstand our enemies. So they armed, and took their horses and great spears, and thither they went there as many knights assayed themselves before the tournament. And anon Sir Palamides saw Sir Poseides, and then he sent a squire unto him, and said, Go thou to the yonder knight with the green shield, and therein a lion of gold, and say him, I require him to joust with me, and tell him that my name is Sir Palamides. When Sir Poseides understood the request of Sir Palamides, he made him ready, and there anon they met together. But Sir Poseides had a fall. Then Sir Tristram dressed him to be revenged upon Sir Palamides, and that Sir Palamides that was ready, and so was not Sir Tristram, and took him at an advantage, and smote him over his horse's tail, when he had no spear in his rest. Then start up Sir Tristram, and took his horse lightly, and was wroth out of measure, and sore ashamed of that fall. Then Sir Tristram sent unto Sir Palamides by Gouvernail, and prayed him to joust with him at his request. Nay, said Sir Palamides, as at this time I will not joust with that knight, for I know him better than he weeneth, and if he be wroth, he may write it to morn at the castle of maidens, where he may see me and many other knights. With that came Sir Dinadan, and when he sir saw Tristram wroth, he list not to jape. Lo, said Sir Dinadan, here may a man prove, be a man never so good, yet may he have a fall. And he was never so wise, but he might be overseen, and he rideth well that never fell. So Sir Tristram was passing wroth, and said to Sir Poseides and to Sir Dinadan, I will revenge me. Right so as they stood talking there, there came by Sir Tristram a likely knight, riding passing soberly and heavily with a black shield. What knight is that? said Sir Tristram unto Sir Poseides. I know him well, said Sir Poseides, for his name is Sir Bryant of North Wales. So he passed on among other knights of North Wales. And there came in Sir Lancelot de Lake with the shield of arms of Cornwall, and he sent a squire unto Sir Bryant, and required him to joust with him. Well, said Sir Bryant, 
sither i am required to joust i will do what i may and there sir launcelot smote down sir bryant from his horse a great fall and then sir tristram marvelled what knight he was that bare the shield of cornwall whatever he be said sir dinadan i warrant you he is of king ban's blood the which be knights of the most noble prowess in the world for to account so many for so many then there came two knights of north gallus the one hight hugh de la montaigne the other sir madoc de la montaigne and they challenged sir launcelot foot hot sir launcelot not refusing them but made him ready with one spear he smote them down both over their horses croups and so sir launcelot rode his way by the good lord said sir tristram he is a good knight that beareth the shield of cornwall and to me seemeth he rideth in the best manner that ever i saw knight ride then the king of northgallus rode unto sir palamides and prayed him heartily for his sake to joust with that knight that hath done us of northgallus despite sir said sir palamides i am for loath to have ado with that knight and cause why is for as to morn the great tournament shall be and therefore i will keep myself fresh by my will nay said the king of northgallus i pray you require him of jousts sir said sir palamides i will joust at your request and require that knight to joust with me and often have i seen a man have a fall at his own request chapter twenty nine how sir launcelot jousted with palamides and overthrew him and after he was assailed with twelve knights then sir palamides sent unto sir launcelot a squire and required him of jousts fair fellow said sir launcelot tell me thy lord's name sir said the squire my lord's name is sir palamides the good knight in good hour said sir launcelot for there is no knight that i saw the seven years that i had liefer ado withal than with him and so either knights made them ready with two great spears nay said sir dinadan you shall see that sir palamides will quit him right well it may be so said sir tristram but i undertake that that knight with the shield of cornwall shall give him a fall i believe it not said sir dinadan right so they spurred their horses and futured their spears and either hit other and sir palamides brake a spear upon sir launcelot and he sat and moved not but sir launcelot smote him so lightly that he made his horse to avoid the saddle and the stroke brake his shield and the hauberk and had he not fallen he had been slain how now said sir tristram i wist well by the manner of the riding both that sir palamides should have a fall right so sir launcelot rode his way and rode to a well to drink and to repose him and they of northgallus espied him whither he rode and then there followed him twelve knights to have mischieved him for this cause that upon the morn at the tournament of the castle of maidens that he should not win the victory so they came upon sir launcelot suddenly and aneath he might put upon him his helm and take his horse but they were in hands with him and then sir launcelot gat his spear and rode through them and there he slew a knight and brake a spear in his body 
then he drew his sword and smote upon the right hand and upon the left hand so that within a few strokes he had slain other three knights and the remnant that abode he wounded them sore all that did abide thus sir lancelot escaped from his enemies of north wales and then sir lancelot rode his way till a friend and lodged him till on the morn for he would not the first day have ado in the tournament because of his great labour and on the first day he was with king arthur thereas he was set on high upon a scaffold to discern who was best worthy of his deeds so sir lancelot was with king arthur and jousted not the first day chapter thirty how sir tristram behaved him the first day of the tournament and there he had the prize now turn we unto sir tristram de leon that commanded gouvernail his servant to ordain him a black shield with none other remembrance therein and so sir Persides and sir tristram departed from their host sir polonis and they rode early toward the tournament and then they drew them to king carados's side of scotland and anon knights began the field what of king northgallus's part and what of king carados's part and there began great party then there was hurling and rashing right so came in sir Persides and sir tristram and so they did fear that they put the king of northgallus aback then came in sir bleoberus de Garis and sir gaharis with them of northgallus and then was sir Persides smitten down and almost slain for more than forty horsemen went over him for sir bleoberus did great deeds of arms and sir gaharis failed him not when sir tristram beheld them and saw them do such deeds of arms he marvelled what they were also sir tristram thought shame that sir Persides was so done to and then he gat a great spear in his hand and then he rode to sir gaharis and smote him down from his horse and then was sir bleoberus wroth and gat a spear and rode against sir tristram in great ire and there sir tristram met with him and smote sir bleoberus from his horse so then the king with the hundred knights was wroth and he horsed sir bleoberus and sir gaharis again and there began a great medley and ever sir tristram held them passing short and ever sir bleoberus was passing busy upon sir tristram and there came sir dinadan against sir tristram and sir tristram gave him such a buffet that he swooned in his saddle then anon sir dinadan came to sir tristram and said sir i know thee better than thou weenest but here i promise thee my troth i will never come against thee more for i promise thee that sword of thine shall never come on mine helm with that came sir bleoberus and sir tristram gave him such a buffet that down he laid his head and then he caught him so sore by the helm that he pulled him under his horse's feet and then king arthur blew to lodging then sir tristram departed to his pavilion and sir dinadan rode with him and sir Persides and king arthur then and the kings upon both parties marvelled what knight that was with the black shield many said their advice and some knew him for sir tristram and held their peace and would naught say so that first day king arthur and all the kings and lords that were judges gave sir tristram the prize howbeit they knew him not but named him the knight with the black shield chapter thirty one 
how Sir Tristram returned against King Arthur's party, because he saw Sir Palamides on that party. Then upon the morn Sir Palamides returned from the King of North Gallus, and rode to King Arthur's side, where was King Carados and the King of Ireland, and Sir Lancelot's kin, and Sir Gawain's kin. So Sir Palamides sent the damsel unto Sir Tristram, that he sent to seek him when he was out of his mind in the forest. And this damsel asked Sir Tristram what he was, and what was his name. And for that, said Sir Tristram, tell Sir Palamides, ye shall not wit as at this time, unto the time I have broken two spears upon him. But let him wit this much, said Sir Tristram, that I am the same knight that he smote down in over evening at the tournament, and tell him plainly on what party that Sir Palamides be, I will be of the contrary party. Sir, said the damsel, ye shall understand that Sir Palamides will be on King Arthur's side, where the most noble knights of the world be. In the name of God, said Sir Tristram, then will I be with the King of North Gallus, because Sir Palamides will be on King Arthur's side, and else I would not but for his sake. So when King Arthur was come, they blew unto the field, and then there began a great party, and so King Carados jousted with the king of the hundred knights, and there King Carados had a fall. Then there was hurling and rashing, and right so came in knights of King Arthur's, and they bare aback the king of North Gallus's knights. Then Sir Tristram came in, and began so roughly and so bigly, that there was none might withstand him, and thus Sir Tristram jured long. And at last Sir Tristram fell among the fellowship of King Ban, and there fell upon him Sir Bor de Ganis, and Sir Ector de Maris, and Sir Blanmore de Ganis, and many other knights. And then Sir Tristram smote on the right hand and on the left hand, that all lords and ladies spake of his noble deeds. But at the last Sir Tristram should have had the worst had not the king with the hundred knights been. And then he came with his fellowship and rescued Sir Tristram, and brought him away from those knights that bear the shield of Cornwall. And then Sir Tristram saw another fellowship by himself, and there were a forty knights together, and Sir Kay the seneschal was their governor. Then Sir Tristram rode in amongst them, and there he smote down Sir Kay from his horse, and there he feared among those knights like a greyhound among conies. Then Sir Lancelot found a knight that was sore wounded upon the head. Sir, said Sir Lancelot, who wounded you so sore? Sir, he said, a knight that beareth a black shield, and I may curse the time that ever I met with him, for he is a devil and no man. So Sir Lancelot departed from him, and thought to meet with Sir Tristram, and so he rode with his sword drawn in his hand, to seek Sir Tristram, and then he espied him how he hurled here and there, and at every stroke Sir Tristram well nigh smote down a knight. Oh, mercy, Jesu, said the king, Sith the time I bear arms, saw I never no knight do so marvellous deeds of arms. And if I should set upon this knight, said Sir Lancelot to himself, I did shame to myself. And therewithal Sir Lancelot put up his sword. And then the king with the hundred knights, and an hundred more of North Wales, set upon the twenty of Sir Lancelot's kin. And they twenty knights held them ever together as wild swine, and none would fail other. And so, when Sir Tristram beheld the noblesse of these twenty knights, he marvelled of their good deeds, 
for he saw by their fear and by their rule that they had liefer die than avoid the field. Our Jesu, said Sir Tristram, well may he be valiant and full of prowess that had such a sort of noble knights unto his kin, and full like is he to be a noble man that is their leader and governor. He meant it by Sir Lancelot du Lake. So when Sir Tristram had beholden them long, he thought shame to see two hundred knights battering upon twenty knights. Then Sir Tristram rode unto the king with the hundred knights, and said, Sir, leave your fighting with those twenty knights, for ye win no worship of them. Ye be so many, and they so few. And wit ye well, they will not out of field, I see by their cheer and countenance, and worship get ye none, and ye slay them. Therefore leave your fighting with them, for I, to increase my worship, I will ride to the twenty knights, and help them with all my might and power. Nay, said the king with the hundred knights, ye shall not do so. Now I see your courage and courtesy. I will withdraw my knights for your pleasure. For evermore a good knight will favour another, and like will draw to like. End of Book 9, Chapters 27-31